So yeah, Mike, I guess. what I want to know. Oh my gosh. Did they come awesome. did they come by your truck at night no. or in the morning? And did they say did they knock on the window and say, Housekeeping, housekeeping? <laughs> yeah. Housekeeping. No, no, no chance of that. There's <laughs> no chance I'm hooking up with a clean lady that looks like Tony Grant. No way. <laughs> The Tommy Boy reference, okay? <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to another episode. And actually, a little offshoot, a little continuation of the legends of musky fishing. The newer guys. So yeah. we're going to add to that. Uh, Robbie, the, what you got there? The 25 to 30-year-old plus guiding, you know, career. Not wow. the 50-year-old, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but I think that's the big difference. But uh, 20 to 30 years of... Uh, doing this experience saying <laughs> that, that yeah. takes a lot of hard work <laughs> definitely a wealth of knowledge we're so excited to have mr mike halbert none other than the volcano from lake st Clair, with you today to kind of tell his story um before we jump into that just a couple of quick public service announcements uh, we wanted to get out the fact that there is a musky show coming up here and that is the wasa musky bash march 19th and 20th, and that's in Rothschild, Wisconsin, and uh, it's the only musky show, <laughs> yeah, so that'll be fun. pretty cool, pretty no exciting. Uh, we'll leave information of that down in the description, of course, and uh, Robbie, I know there was something else I was thinking of. What was it? Oh, how oh, we went. Yeah. We tried going fishing this week, and again, getting blanked on uh, Big Pike. Well, I guess we did have one bite that... Uh, would have been nice it was at sunset and we got a mid-30s halfway up the hole and uh decided to pop off the hook <laughs> after so yeah, you know folks. what 12 hours of fishing <laughs> 12 hours let's expand on 12 hours it was actually four days we've been filming on that water yep. and not got a show anything so, so we apologize we've been trying Trust is that me. why you don't ice fish hulbert <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I don't ice fish because I'm a Sally and I'm really afraid of the ice. I would, <laughs> I would not go on the ice. I don't care if it's nine feet thick. I'm not going. <laughs> afraid of the ice. Makes, makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. It's a good excuse. I like it. It's scary, man. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to dive into just uh, the Mike Halbert story. And uh, I think uh, a lot of you guys, uh, obviously, uh, that follow us, uh, know that uh, know Mike Halbert as well as a uh, fishing guide on Lake St. Clair. Uh, super excited to have that knowledge aboard here today. But, you know, we kind of want to find out, you know, our first time with Mike here, yeah. how this all started and how you chose this crazy life. You were definitely one of the musky gypsies back in the day and uh, found a home on Lake St. Clair. So, I don't know, I guess, why don't we start out, uh, how did you start musky fishing? Mike? Well, I grew up fishing my whole life. My mom used to take me fishing, me and my brothers on Sundays a lot. And my dad would take us fishing sometimes in the summers. And we wanted to go musky fishing. My dad used to go musky fishing up in northern Wisconsin, up in Vilas, uh back in the day in the late 60s and early 70s with uh, Tony Rizzo. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> and so when we got older, we kind of wanted to get into musky fishing. And so my dad booked a trip uh, up to Rizzo's place, stayed at his resort, his cabin. Um, we went up there for like four or five days. Um, he told us how hard musky fishing was going to be. Don't be mad if we might only catch one or two or zero. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I don't know, 15 or something like that. And sure. um, so we drove up to Wisconsin and that was it. Um, Caught the bug. I kind of knew, knew that uh, either my dad sucked really bad at musky fishing or I might have had something because sure. I literally caught my first one in like 20 minutes of try. And wow. I thought, well, that dad makes told it me easier. I might only catch one for the week. Like, right. he must suck. <laughs> You're that so guy. Mike, <laughs> I'm that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what year would this have been, Mike? That was about roughly. 1994. 94. All right. 94 ish, yeah. And how old are you now, Mike? I, it's kind of weird, right? I don't think 1994 sounds that long ago. Uh, but when you think about it, you know, it, it is. Yeah. 20, whatever, seven years ago. So, right, right. Uh, it is a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> it was cool. You know, I caught it in a rowboat. No net, no pliers. Yeah. Um, Just a pistol. Me and, me and my brother Tom. 
in a rowboat with nothing. But uh, that's cool. A Dubco 808 is what I was using. No 808. Way. Wow. Yes. Sweet. Well, the bullfisher. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I, of course, I caught it on a Rizzo Wiz. I didn't yep. have any bait at the time, so. For sure. Uh, Tony gave us a handful of whizzes, and I asked him if we could use his rowboat. And yeah. Me and my brother rowed out about 100 yards offshore and started casting, and Jeez. boom, caught one. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rizzo whiz. Classic. I still got that bait hanging in my basement from back when I was uh, no, in high No kidding. Wow. wow that's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, yeah, so, so, Mike, how old are you now? Oh, yeah. No, go I am a whopping 42 years old, going on about 14, 15. Nice. Yeah, that, that makes that sense. That sounds quite accurate. <laughs> yeah. At least you're honest. <laughs> One thing I always am is honest, Robbie. I can promise you that. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what kind of. So, in high so like after that first musky experience, was it kind of always in the back of your mind that's something you wanted to do? Or what was. What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was literally, after that trip, because we caught quite a few with Rizzo. He took us to some action lakes, and uh, we caught quite a few. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting the mid-upper 40s on, like, the last day of the trip in the sure. same rowboat with, oh, the, with cool. the oars. Yep, yep. It was, wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it, it, was, it was cool. Uh, and when I got back, I was already over bass fishing or while I fished yeah. in. Or, like, I was done with it already. So, yep. Um. You know, a lot of things I never did. I've never been a crappie fisherman or perch. Like, I, I don't think I've ever caught a crappie. I don't think I've ever caught a perch. Um, I don't remember that as a kid. Right, I never right. caught bluegills and bass, yeah. carp. Yeah, yeah. But, yep. but I, was, I was already over bass fishing, whatever, right after that trip. So literally, uh, we started, me and my brother started fishing from us. From there on out, right, uh, right there in high school. And it just blew up into this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you're, you grew up in Indiana, right? I grew up in Ohio. Ohio. Okay. I, uh, I lived in Ohio until I, until I graduated college and then I moved to Indiana. Gotcha. Okay. So you were fishing those Ohio waters then in high school and whatnot? Wrong again, Robbie. Gosh. Wrong again. Jeez. Just so where I guessing. lived in Ohio, <laughs> where I lived in Ohio was over on the, on the west side of the state, which was literally like three miles from the Indiana border. So the okay. Indiana lakes were a lot closer to me. Oh, than sure. The Ohio lakes were over by the Cleveland area on the, on the east side of the state. So gotcha. I could drive to like Lake Webster, Tippy Canoe, and Barbie Chain. Yeah. Like an hour and 15 minutes compared to three and a half hours. How young was that fishery then? Was that just getting started or did they always uh, kind of have them? really young, young. Um, you know, when I first started fishing there, there were four footers. Uh, yeah. The occasional 50 would be caught. Uh, sure. Indiana started in the, in the 80s a lot with that but like the barbie chain and tippy started later but webster was already going pretty good yeah it was kind of a perfect storm because when i first started i mean lake webster was absolutely loaded with like 42 to 48 inches yeah just perfect you didn't get, i mean your average day if you didn't get like 60 to 100 follows and hook into five oh, it was a slow day no kidding yeah i remember was, you telling me that wow <laughs> But That's there were crazy. so many fish in there, and they were so dumb, it didn't matter. If you wanted to right. go in two foot of water and throw a spinnerbait, you yeah, get they're out. there. If you wanted to go in 50 foot of water and throw rubber, you could do that. If you wanted yeah. to throw soft water in 50 foot, you could do that. You could throw a glide bait, a crankbait. It didn't yeah. matter where you went, you were going to get bit. Jeez. Wow, that sounds fun. So it made me look good real early. Real early, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> then again, it could potentially set you up for disappointment. Is that a fact or no? That did is that a fact because when 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 the when the when those lakes in Indiana did crash, it was kind of like, ugh. as you know, Lee, with the crash in Minnesota, it was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. Yep. To this is the absolute worst. So <laughs> those lakes were so good, and clients had all the memories of how good it was. So all of a sudden, it was musky fishing again, where you only caught one. Right to whatever it was real fishing like, oh, when we were here in 2003 we caught seven i'm like yeah. well, that was 2003 right right so um it, it set up for disappointment but you know as you know guys with all stock lakes there's peaks there's valleys it goes up it goes yeah. down uh 
you know, I got to watch it all from the best of the best to the worst of the worst. And now it seems I haven't fished Indiana a lot in the last five or six years, but it seems like it's kind of back on the upswing with Indiana. Lake. Sure. So that's good to know. Yeah, that's cool. Have you dove into stocking numbers to see if it's, you know, really direct, you know, correlation or? Well, their stocking numbers in Indiana are just absolutely ridiculous. They got more yeah. stock in, in those lakes because we only have a handful of lakes to stock in Indiana. Right. But I think Webster still gets like five or five and a half fish per acre a year. Holy crap. <laughs> Which I've always said, I mean, I'm not a biologist, but I mean, yeah. I claim that I have knowledge because I spend every day on the water that I can. Right. right. I've always said that they're stocking too many. Like, sure. Like, yeah. Webster's 700 acres. Yeah, that's nuts. That's a lot. You know, and you're fish. putting <laughs> 4,000 fish in per year in a 7,000 acre lake. Like, I wish the whole lake had 700 muskies in it, not yeah. Yeah. 7,000. Right, right. Yeah, that's a lot of competition. <laughs> Why do some fish like they carry good eggs. weight? They're not going to get as healthy. They're not going to get as fat. They're not, and they're, they're going to eat each other when they're small. Yeah. There's just too much going on out there. Yeah. I can see that. The fish seem to carry good weight, however, generally speaking, from what I recall. Yeah, back in the day. Now, what okay. the problem is, in the last probably 10 years in Indiana, like you really are doing something if you get like a 45, 46, 47 sure. inch, where back in, say, like 2005, if I wasn't getting five a week over 45, I was thinking it was slow. Where now it's like, that's Guys in Indiana, awesome. if they get, you know, five to ten a year, yeah, sure, over forty-five, right. they're right. happy. I used to be, you know, like I want at least five or six a week to be yeah. on that. Yeah, wow, that's crazy how that changes. So, Mike, uh, just kind of think back to your first year guiding. Um, when was that? What year? And what was that like for you? That was twenty-one years ago. 2000 was my first year that I started guiding, and uh, you know, it was tough. Uh, honestly, probably one of the toughest parts, it wasn't the fishing, it wasn't catching fish, it wasn't uh, having success, it was the fact of trying to get 40, 50, and 60-year-olds to hire a young punk kid yeah, they thought that they had been musky fishing for 20 years or whatever. How am I going to have any more knowledge of what they do because they're 45 and I'm 21? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was probably one of the toughest battles uh, starting out. And also, I was kind of, as I always am, one of my biggest demons as well because at 42, I'm calmed down a lot. When I was yeah. 21, I was out of control. Yeah, so yep. <laughs> that also, people were like, wow, this guy, he's like literally a wheelbarrow full of meth right out the yeah. gate. And so <laughs> um, that was tough. But I mean, it was it was tough. And so what I, what I did, um, you know, and this is, you know, probably advice for any future guys coming up because there's not really a whole lot of young guys coming up. Um, you know, I'd go and speak at these musky clubs. And if I could get a guy, I would tell him when I'd go give a seminar or go talk to him. If you book a day, I'll give you a day. Really? Book one. That's I'll aggressive. I knew if I could get them in my boat, they'd yep. have a great time. They would catch fish. We would laugh. It would yep. be a great trip. And then they would go home and tell their buddies and word yep. of mouth and blah, blah, blah. Right? Because it was way before Facebook, you yeah. Instagram, and yep. Snapchat, whatever. So uh, that was one of my biggest uh, venues of, of getting clients and sure. doing the, you know, buy one, get one when I was first starting out because. I just needed people in my boat. In the boat. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, wow, that's a great way to do it. Then you're not, you know, fishing alone those days, too, when you're trying right. to figure well, crap that's out another thing, like, right? I mean, when you start a guide service, it's not like, okay, here I am, 21-year-old Mike Albert. I'm yeah. guiding. It's not like, oh, boom, calendar's Boom, full. sold. You're ready yep. to go. Like, that's yep. not how it works, right? No, so, absolutely not. Especially without internet. Days. A lot of tough days and a lot of open slots in your calendar when you're first starting out, which yeah. can be a little demoralizing. And um, you know, maybe you thinking about maybe I shouldn't do this, but right, you know, I knew that's what I wanted to do a long time ago before I even started guiding. I set myself up to be in that position to to guide. Sure, gotcha. 
was that just a full season in Indiana then, pretty much? Uh, yeah, when I first started, I, yeah, it was in Indiana. So I, when I graduated college, I was a school teacher for a brief minute. And so yep. I was guiding after school and then guiding on the weekends. Um, and yep. I'd do some summer stuff. And then I'd travel a little bit in the summer when Indiana got too hot. And I'd go back to teach school in the fall. And yep. uh, so, yeah, when I first started, it was just strictly Indiana spring, early summer, and fall. Yep. Uh, and How then, many guides were out there at that time? For hardly any. When I first started, there was really hardly any. Um, That's nice. Cool. And it was wow. great, you know, with yeah. Chicago being so close to those lakes and for sure. uh, Indianapolis, it was great. And so when I was teaching there at the end, I mean, I was Monday through Friday, I was at the lake guiding every day, and then guiding yep. Saturday and Sunday, and you know, and teaching full time. So I was, you know, doing about 130 hours a week yeah, of work. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, well, one of these jobs got to go. Got yeah. to go. Gotcha. That's cool. I would think one of the other challenges, Mike, was the fact that where you were in the grand scheme of Muskie uh, geographically, I mean, you had a few lakes, and Muskie fishing obviously was not that popular in that area when you started. True. True. That, that would make a, it hard to get business. It is, it is a little hard. I mean, I would be, I would do some of these early shows in like the Chicago area, which is only like three hours from those lakes. And yep. people would be like, there's muskies in Indiana? And I'd have a table full and pictures yep. everywhere. And, you know, You're again, getting a nice lot of ones, 25 yeah. to 48 inches. Right. And they were like, no way, there are muskies in Indiana. And I'm like, For two sure. and a half hours down the road, buddy. And so just educating people that we yep. had nice muskies in, in Indiana was, was a big ha- a big battle and, and hurdle that I had at the beginning as well. Um, right. And then it blew up. And then all of a sudden, Indiana was on everybody's radar. And, yep. you know, a lot, I got blamed for ruining the lake because my big mouth brought all the pressure. Sure. Brought all the yep, yep. It's fine. I've ruined a lot of things in my life. So <laughs> I can handle if I ruin yep. the lake. That's fine. <laughs> Just trying to live. That's all. Just trying to make a living. Right. Okay. Just like everyone else. Yeah. That's it. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> But um, hmm. didn't you spend some time in uh, northern Wisconsin? I remember you telling me. Yeah, I don't that. really want to talk about that, but yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I spent an entire summer um, with Tony Which... Grant up up in Vilas County. Wow. Uh, well, where'd you meet Tony West. from then? What's that? Where'd you meet Tony from? So I met Tony uh, in high school. Uh, me and my brother Tom. Uh, hired Tony. So I never went on spring break in high school or college. I always went fishing. Yeah. And I oh, met Tony uh, my senior year of high school. Me and my brother Tom went down to fish Kentucky with Tony. Uh, on our oh, right break. on. Yeah. So I've known Tony since I was like 17, 16, yeah. 17. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, I spent like the summer of like, I think it was 2000 in Violet County. It's like yeah. a 700 square foot cabin with Tony Grant, which is probably one of the worst life choices I've ever made in my life. Uh, That's imagine. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, That's I funny. wish I wish Febreze was out in 2000. I really do. Febreze, Febreze. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was one hot camper or hot, oh, hot cabin. cabin. <laughs> oh, it was disgusting. But you know, we had a good time. Uh, we. Tony taught me a lot. Um, yeah. you know, we fished a lot. I was doing a little guiding up there, not much, but a right. little. Um, you know, and I, I, I just I fished a lot just to learn different bodies of water, yep. different. And then that summer, I went to Minnesota on a whim to go fish uh, the wonderful Mill Lax. Oh, you really uh, got there that early. And that's when I decided that. Uh, I am never going back to Northern Wisconsin again after spending two or three days on the lack. I'm like, well, I'm going to Wisconsin. Yeah. So, and then that's when I started to fish Minnesota. Oh, wow. Simple yeah, that's choice. A, that's a game changer. It is a game changer. Jeez. That's wild. So that was 2000 then? 2001? Yeah, then about 2000, 2001 gotcha. is when I started going then up to Minnesota in the summer uh, for about two and a half months. Each gotcha. summer I'd go up to Minnesota. Were those fi- uh, fish uh, 50 inches yet, or? Yeah. Most yeah. of them? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When did you yeah, go I mean, up there? There wasn't a bazillion of them up there. There was a yeah. lot of four-footers, 49s, right. uh, but there were a lot of, you know, there, 
50s, you know, but uh, it was kind of cool watching. Bro, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on Malak, though, so, because um, when that whole thing boomed, everybody and their brother was there, and yep. I kind of was like, this ain't my gig. Like, yeah. go to Wealthwood and be your 38th boat in line. Like, yep. not really my thing. Um, so that's when I went to Northern Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And get away Check from everybody. Out. And because uh, Vermilion peaked right then, too. Right. Everybody was either on Vermilion or Malak, and I kind of was in my own little world, yeah. crushing whales and keeping quiet about it. Right, right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not the worst choice, that's for sure. Did no, you, that, uh, it was, which was cool because once again, it was it was hard. Right. When I went to that... Minnesota, because when people, you know, when I was advertising that I was in Minnesota and guiding up there, people were like, "Oh, you're on Malak?" I'd be like, "No." He's like, "Oh, you go to Vermilion?" I'm yeah. like, "No." No. And they'd be like, well, where are you at? And I'd be like, well, you know, it cost you at that time, whatever, it's like 375 a day or 400 yeah. a day. And I'm like, you know, it cost you 400 a day to find out. Like, right. well, we want to go to Vermilion. I'm like, yeah, you and 87 other boats. <laughs> go have fun. I'll yep. be by myself blasting right. whales. Yep. Uh, so it was kind of cool. It was hard, but it was cool because I'm not one to fish in the crowd. I don't, I'm not that guy. So yeah, yeah. I kind of went out and did my own thing up in, uh, up in northern minnesota and it was uh it was cool i'm glad i did that yeah that's awesome so mike Uh, tell tell to the folks at home uh what it was like for you to move your life over to minnesota during the prime months of the season and what living was like for you what uh you know i mean i know there's some challenges of being a gypsy musky guide so share with us uh your your thoughts and experience Yeah, like being a gypsy like I was uh, and traveling around, you don't make enough money really to have a house in Indiana paying a mortgage on, right. plus you're going to rent someplace up in Minnesota. And they, <laughs> like, there's not enough money to be spread around that way. So Absolutely we not. live as disgustingly as we possibly can. Um, <laughs> so, for example, uh, I did live for about 73 days in the back of my truck. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, I spent uh, three months in a cabin that had no water or no uh, no toilet, no water, no shower. <laughs> was there an outhouse at least? I did have an outhouse. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> I spent some time in a, in a, in a fish house um, while oh, I was in sure. Minnesota. That was yeah. unique. Yeah. Um, I stayed in a camper that was in a uh, like a storage lot of campers, so it wasn't like I was around people and people. people. It was, I was just a random a, one. I was in a storage lot. Yeah, yeah. staying in a camper. Uh, so uh, I mean, just a lot of tough times. Yeah. Uh, when you're young and don't have a lot of money to, to do this, but. You got the will, the desire, the drive to make, make it, it happen. Yeah. So you gotta, like I always said, you gotta take the shit with the sugar, man. You gotta, yeah. if you want the good, you gotta be willing to take the bad. Right. And right. I, I wanted the good. I wanted the good. I he wanted, wanted the fifty-five bad. inches. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I was gonna do whatever it took to to be part of that life and, and, yeah. and do it because it was. There was nothing like it back in the day, that Minnesota bike. There was nothing no. like it. Never will be, pretty no. much. So, yeah, even ba- bathing was a challenge. I mean, <laughs> just you talk about basic human needs. Yeah. Um, that, that year I spent um, in, in the back of my truck, which was so awesome. I mean, if you've never lived in the back seat of your truck or in the bed of your truck for 70-plus days, I would challenge you to do so. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. In the summer. In the <laughs> summer. Wow. So there was a truck stop um, about three miles away uh, from where I would pull my boat and truck to sleep at night. Yeah. And it was a quarter shower. And you went there and you put like four quarters <laughs> in and you got water for about four minutes. But it took three minutes for the water to get hot to begin with. <laughs> so your crap. first three minutes, it's just freezing cold water. You're trying yeah. to shower. Yeah. And then why why would shut off? You put four more quarters in. Yeah. Boom, boom, finally get warm, but then you were done. And That's uh, hilarious. Gosh. That was that was bad. But then yeah. halfway through the summer, 
I met these uh, the cleaning ladies because I was sleeping behind a hotel. And oh, uh, wow. I met the cleaning ladies. And yeah. I said, hey, is there any chance you can leave this back door open so I can like use the bathroom or do whatever? And they're like, yeah, because they knew I was living back there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, my gosh. So they left awesome. the back door open for me, and they had a shower by the pool area. It was like a Super 8 or something that had a, a yeah. pool inside. They said they would leave me a towel in the bathroom by the pool. Wow. But I went, but I had to get him a cart to smoke like once a week. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, Mike, I guess. what I want to know. Oh my god! Did they come? Awesome. Did they come by your truck at night no. or in the morning? And did they say? Did they knock on the window and say, "Housekeeping, housekeeping"? <laughs> yeah. Housekeeping. No, no, no chance of that. There's no, no chance. I'm hooking up with a cleaning lady that looks like Tony Grant. No way. <laughs> The Tommy Boy reference, okay? <laughs> yes, I do remember Tommy Boy reference. But no, these cleaning ladies oh, were not funny. the what I, I would call attractive. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. so no, no. Oh, oh, that's good, good stuff. stuff. Good stuff. I probably, probably another big obstacle is trying to find an outlet to plug your boat in. Yeah, that was. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean. All the challenges of being a gypsy, finding outlet is like minuscule compared to sure, where yeah, am I living, other, where am I showering, yep. it's, two, it's two in the morning, I got to poop. Those are problems. Right. Those um, problems. <laughs> Folks, the things we did for a 55-inch muskie would blow your mind. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, it, it is true. But I will say this, and Lee, you know. The stuff our clients did because we told them they had to is yeah. unbelievable. Like, you're going to get three hours of sleep. We're going to go back out at midnight and fish yep. till five in the morning. Then we're going to sleep. They, like, we crushed our clients. Like, yeah. But yeah, they got rewarded. They got rewarded. They did what it yeah. took. But I can't believe it that they did what we did when we were young and we had the energy to do this. Yeah. They did it. And then had to go back to Chicago or Minneapolis or Madison and yeah. go back to their nine to five job when we just totally flipped their sleeping schedule upside down and ruined yep. their life. And then okay, go back home. I right. mean, uh, what we did a lot to catch them, but our customers did an amazing amount of, of to catch for sure. Yeah, yeah, being there on the right hours. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Yes. So much of it was selling it to the customer. This can be you. I mean, yeah. holding the fish. And that's really all it took. People were, uh, but sometimes they weren't willing to do it. And that was frustrating when you knew the fish were biting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. All part of the game, man. When did you get your first uh, <clears throat> cowgirl thing hat uh, back in the day? Were you able to get one early throwing it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. How I was, was that? I was one early. And it was 2006 wow. when Luke brought him in the boat with Pete and I. That's the first time I had seen him. Yeah. And they were – I I had one that was – I had two. I had a gold one, gold on gold, and then I had one – I forget what they called it, but maybe Christmas tree or something. It was like silver with a little sure. bit of blue, a little bit of red, a little bit of with something you would usually throw. <laughs> and but it didn't matter. It just like yeah. here, I got two of these. You get one, you get the other. Just throw them. And yep. people are like, "Well, what the hell is this?" They reel it in. They're like, "This crushed my wrist. This hurts. Yep. This sucks." But it was just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> It was unbelievable. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life as far as how fish react to a bait. Yep. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. The coolest. Jeez. It didn't matter. Stupid. No. You know, we, we were throwing them. There was no skirts on the things, and we couldn't, you know, we had to wait to get more at times, and it was a challenge, but it didn't matter if there was skirts, there was no paint on the blade. If they both spun, you were catching fish on them. You know, and what was crazy about it is those fish would not close their mouth or they would engulf it so hard. They would not close their mouth until it was gone. 
you didn't get fish that had the hook in the corner of the mouth or yeah, the beak yeah. hook. They were all woof, down, down the throat, man. Right. I mean, they were all hooked. Fooled completely. They were all hooked way, way deep. Like, yeah. I would say in my first 100 cowgirl fish, probably 70 of them, I had to go through the gills and get it out. Yep. Like, they right. ate it, ate it. Gosh. It was crazy. Ugh. Mike, I don't know about you, but I know one thing we did uh, when we went switched to night fishing, not switched to it, but when it would uh, nightfall would come, we would actually switch to barbless uh, double tens. I well, I never went barbless. Um, that's a good idea. I took the front hook off a of minor one. Wow. Sure, because yeah. that yeah. front hook was causing all sorts of hell in their gill yeah. formation and their rakers and. So I would take the front hook off because the back hook was getting them deep anyway. But right. that front hook was just causing more problems at night. So yeah. I did yeah. a lot of did a lot of night fishing with just just the back hook instead of the front and back. Gosh, yeah, would never do that now. Right, yeah, we would never do that. <laughs> oh, let's yeah. take a seven out off of bait. Let's just make right. it one right. hook. <laughs> Probably not. Here I'm in the seven one five, just hoping to see a forty inch in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It was cool, man. That was, that was really one of the coolest bikes ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So you got up was there a in game changer. 2000, and how long were you, did you uh, stay up there? How many years? And what was years. your best? Let's let's go into what was your best season? What, whether it was big fish, personal best, I don't know. Two thousand six. Is that yearsly or oh seven? Seven. I would um, say like I'm gonna say up where I was probably like two thousand nine or probably like yeah two thousand nine or ten where I was two thousand nine probably. I think. Those fish were max max level. It was unbelievable. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. Yeah. 2008, 2009, I'm thinking something like that. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, but I also was, I was also very lucky because of, like I said, Vermilion and Malak taking all the pressure. Where yeah, I yeah. was, I literally had to fish to myself. Right. Where if I saw a 53-incher, 54-incher, 55-incher, whatever, yep. I knew that there's a 98% chance that I'm the only one that's going to go back on that fish in the next 24 hours. That's yeah. you, that could not be said in Malax or Vermilion. Those wow, that's, a, that's a great point. Um, so it was it was cool. It was uh and I just remember back the day just being so spoiled, being so spoiled. It was yeah. like I was I was actually um there was something what did I see the other day. I don't know where I saw that. Maybe a Facebook memory from something. Or I don't know yeah. what. But yeah. One day, I, had, I remember one day up there, uh, I got a 54 and three quarter, a 54, a 52, and a 49. It's like. How many hours of fishing? Like, you know. Oh, that's disgusting. It is disgusting. Like, that shouldn't happen. No, no, absolutely not. Holy cow. We you know, quit taking pictures of four footers. Um, other yeah. than if it was a client's fish, you know, that wanted a photo, obviously. You know, and that's been, I'm, I'm glad, yeah, I mean, to think about being, you know, <clears throat> in your late 20s and already going, ask ah, another four-footer, pop, another four-footer, Stupid. pop. Like, right. you're a spoiled brat. If, yeah. Well, yeah. you're in your 20s and you're popping four-footers like they're 33 inches. Right. Yeah. The gosh. four-footer was keeping you from catching that 52, 54-incher. Yeah. Yeah, wow. absolutely. That's a great way to look at it. <laughs> like, gosh, those fish were incredible. So during that it was time, cool. I mean, it was. I, I'm glad that you know to be part of it. It was. It was cool oh, to be yeah. part of the boom in yeah. Indiana. It was cool to be part of the boom up in Minnesota. And then you know, I was one of the first guys here casting. Yeah, on boom Clair. on St. Clair. Talk about timing, man. And That's boom, amazing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I did to the musky gods. I mean, yeah. I met, one of them loved me. I know that. Something. Something did. I kissed one of them right one time. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's been, 
it's been pretty cool that I've been part of those those three different booms in three different states sure. um, in my career, and it's it, uh, to see to see it all unfold has, has been pretty pretty awesome. No Hence kidding. the Gypsy Muskie guy for good reason. You know, I know obviously Mike. Uh, you know, guys like you and myself uh, took a lot of heat for traveling to, you know, hot waters and whatnot. Uh, you know, I, as soon as you start talking about people's fun, everybody gets a little weird, you know, and yeah. um, understandably, everybody wants it for themselves. It's understandable. Um, but yeah, that's how can you not go fish for big ones? That's my point. Well, again, I'm fishing for a living. I gotta go where people want to right. go. I gotta go where big ones are being caught. Yeah. I gotta do what it takes to make a living. I have a house, a boat, a truck, yep. insurance, whatever. I have to make a living. But we did take a lot of heat for traveling, and you know, a lot of it was unnecessary. Like you said, it's because they wanted the locals wanted their fish to be caught, and they're yep. stuck at work Monday through Friday, and they can't get out till Saturday. Yep. And they were pissed that we're on the water every day and that we're catching them while right. they're in the office or like they're at their kid's baseball game or yeah, they're at yeah. what. And like, you can't be mad at me for the life decisions that I made to decide I'm not going to get married. I'm not going to have kids. I'm going to yep. do what it takes to absolutely be the best guide I can be. You can't get mad at me and throw me under the bus yeah. and MF me every second because I made my life choice. We all right. made our choices ourselves. Yep. No, this is America still, even though it's kind of weird America. <laughs> Nobody's telling us what job right. we got to have. Nobody's telling us yep. we got to have three kids and put them all in traveling baseball. Yep. No, I made my choices. I got rewarded by it. But the yep. haters sure showed up when it when it happened. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, if people actually saw like the reality of what you were doing, not just catching fish, but living conditions most people would never yeah. do that in in a million years <laughs> so no that's very cool yeah talk about uh some dedication um let's maybe go into wow let's hop, maybe one of your favorite customer stories when you're in during your time in minnesota anything stick out funny ones big fish i don't know anything like anything that. highlights so lowlights so <laughs> I mean, there's a guy who ripped the seat out of my boat and pissed everywhere in the floor of my boat. I mean, is that a highlight? Probably not. But <laughs> Probably am I ever going to forget it? No. no. <laughs> so it's kind of a highlight, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Highlights oh, he's just, lights. He was leaning on the boat or leaning on the seat or something. And he just. He was humongous. He was literally like a 400 pounder. Sure. He, yeah, he's leaning on it and it ripped the seat completely out of the floor. And then when he had to pee, he yeah. would pull his pants down, and he would hold a bucket under his junk. Sure. Try to pee in it, and he missed the bucket. He literally put, like, a quart of piss in the bottom of my boat. Gosh. That wasn't good. That wasn't good. Was um, it windy or what? No, no. It was just, no, it was just no I'll tell you this. This is, this is, this is the cool story. Because um, it kind of ties into our, our cowgirl talk. Okay. With okay. one of my favorite baits I love to throw, and we all love to throw. And this is definitely not a plug by any means. It's just a cool story. During the cowgirl craze, yep. it was that's when the Medusa, after a few years, came out. When Jason Summers owned it in Minnesota. And I would always have my customers throw on cowgirls, and I was messing around with rubber at night when the Medusa very first came out. And... I ended up getting on a really good Medusa bite after dark. Come and on. it was better than the cowgirl bite. Okay? <laughs> so I get these guys from Chicago, they come up, and it's getting dark, it's getting dark, and I'm like, I want one of you guys to put on this white Medusa. It was full moon, July. Yep. I'm like, somebody needs to put on a white Medusa. And they're like, Cow. no, uh, cowgirl, man. Cowgirl, man. Minnesota muskies. Cowgirls. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, somebody needs to put on this white Medusa. It's or I will. <laughs> I promise you it's going to get bit. Yep. They wouldn't do it. And I told them, I said, if you're not going to, That's I am. <laughs> yeah. I got a 55 and a quarter and 54 and three quarter on back-to-back cast on a white Medusa. Holy About crap. 15 minutes after I told them to put it on. 
<laughs> just straight cranking, or how are you working? Uh, just barely popping it through the weed, getting the cabbage, getting a little pop off. Just... Wow. What size? Ooh. What size yeah. were you throwing, Medusa Regular. wise? Yeah, that was a. Uh... But then they were like, "Oh, we'll take a white Medusa." Well, yeah, yeah we want a white. Medusa. I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm Fine. sure we'll get another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get another 55 yeah. inch, no problem. Give me three cats. Yeah, right. <laughs> Folks, you know, always trust your guide. Yeah. Always, always. You know, but I mean, there are so many cool stories of uh, wow, that's of a cool one. There, um, you know, from people catching their first one. I remember a guy came up fishing with me in Minnesota. Uh, he wanted to go to Canada. I got to go to Canada to catch a muskie. Yeah, catch a big one. I want to go to Canada to catch a big one. I'm like, yep. I'm in Minnesota and catch a big one. Right. I, I got to go to Canada. I got to go Lake the Woods. Got to go to Eagle Lake. I'm like, yeah, there's big ones there, but you don't got to travel there. I'm catching whales in Minnesota. Right. He's like, and I had to sell them on it. This was at a sports show. I had to sell them on it. Sell it. Finally, he's like, fine, I'll come up for three days. Wow. Get him at the ramp. We go out. I give him a top water. Third cast in the morning, 53 and a half. I'm like, see? Was that huh? during the. Canada oh what, bro? Canada what? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, exactly. Third cast. Like you oh, can't get. God. I mean, that's that's story. That's straight storybook textbook. Like, yeah. How can I you told him. I can't make that up. crap up. You know, I put my money where my mouth was. I yeah. showed him a good time. Got him a big one on his third cast. Was it uh, during primetime hours on the top? Yeah, water? I mean, it was like you know five thirty in the morning in July. Wow, yes, an early morning big one. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's cool. Yeah, that for you to be able to wake up in the morning. Yeah, gosh, wow, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, you know, um, but then there's, you know, like it's cool that I'm talking with Lee because yeah, you guys experienced a lot. I got my 57, yeah. and my biggest is 57 and a quarter. Yep. The day I caught it, I had these guys uh, that I fished with before, and they both caught big fish with me, and they had a trip the next day, a walleye trip. And so they told me that they weren't going to do the late night thing and whatever because. They wanted to get back to their cabin, get dinner, rest. Yep. They had a walleye trip in the morning, whatever. And they had fished for me for like three days. They were kind of tired anyway. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't ready to be done. The fish were moving. I wasn't ready to be done. We had some wind. We had some clouds. And yep. So I called my roommate at the time. And I'm like, hey, my guys are done at like 4 o'clock. Meet me yep. at the ramp. I'm going back home. And uh, so my roommate met me. And uh, I, my, literally my clients got their car. When I, I Picked up my roommate. I went right back to the spot we had just left. Yep. And uh, we dumped about a 54 incher. Hit a, hit a top water. Got Jeez. off. Like, oh. Daytime top water, too. Oh, like, Literally a few minutes later, I'm reeling in my bucktail. Yeah. Got one. <laughs> oh, God, it's big, big, man. man. It is. Yeah. 57 and a quarter. I just got yeah. my clients off 20 minutes ago. Wow. Like, <laughs> they probably love that that text message. Well, I call him. I go, I go, Cha Cha. His name's Chuck. I call him Cha Cha. Yeah. He can't stand on the boat. He's always Cha Cha. I call him Cha Cha. I'm like, Cha Cha. He went back to his cabin yet. I'm like, dude, you left too early. I just got a 57 and a quarter. Oh my god. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. Like, I promise you. Yeah. But I tell you what's cool that you know I'm talking to Lee here. Because Lee got his 57 on the exact same spot. Wow. We we compared icons. I said, here's where I caught mine. Where did yep. you catch yours? And his icon, I don't remember what it was, but it was like 112 feet away from where I caught mine. Holy crap. Yeah. But it was not That's the true. same fish. Yeah. It was not the same fish. That's a good spot. <laughs> kind yeah, of. That, that's kind a good of. point. <laughs> Gosh, that's cool. That is cool. They are where they are. <laughs> you know, and those weren't the only 57-inch glass fish in that in that water either i mean i know robbie you you raised a giant with me out there as well where i caught my personal longest a 56 yeah so yeah i mean maybe insane. even the same fish hard to say on that note but uh yeah just some amazingly giant fish so cool so cool Love it. i miss those fish and i miss minnesota i do yeah unfortunately yeah. it's nothing like it used to be you know right gosh it is a bummer <laughs> You were, like, uh, still pissing in your diaper when those fish were biting, buddy. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I was I was bluegill fishing, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Guys. I have, a, I have a good Mike Halbert story. Um, I'll keep it short, but basically, uh, uh, Mike and I were guiding on the same water, and uh, one particular evening, we're both out, 
and um, it happened. It was a southwest, like five to eight mile an hour wind, steady. So there was a nice little ripple. And uh, I'm like, yeah, Mike, we just got another one on a flap tail. He's like, flap tail? What? I don't even have a flap tail. So ended up going over and getting Mike a flap tail, um, just, you know, cruised over. And he's like, I can't throw this damn thing. I can't, I don't even want to make anyone throw this thing. And I'm, you know, and I call him up. Yeah, we got another, you know, 48 or whatever. We got a 52, um, all at night on flap tail. And that's, that was actually my first, uh, trip bringing a flap tail to Minnesota. And it was, it was lights out. It was absolutely lights out. So I don't know. I just, I got, funny. Hey, I don't, I didn't catch a damn thing that night and you yeah. rushed them. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I should have listened, but yep. you know, I'm too stubborn. I had my bite going. I had it figured out. Yeah. Lee's over here spanking ting, him. Ting, and I'm like, ting. yeah, I can't do that. That's not me. Right. right. That is yeah. not, I will not do that. <laughs> my, Mike, do remember, you remember the story when uh, uh, we were crossing, we were guiding on the same lake the same evening. It was getting towards prime time, and our boats were passing. Uh, side by side, you know, and one boat goes in, one boat goes out. And I remember you saying something to one of my customers. Do you recall that conversation? No. Okay. I'll refresh. So you said to my guys, you said, you better be paying attention right in the area where you are because there's a a 53-incher sitting right there. Sure enough. Guy wasn't paying attention, goes into eight, pulls the bait out of the water. <laughs> there was the fish right there. Right on the spot. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> so Mike was guiding in my boat that night. Yeah, too. yeah. Right. You better so be ready. That was crazy. Gosh. Tell you what a nice guy I am. I, I, I give you the Big spot. I man. give you the information. What do you want me to do? Go down there and hook it for you? Come on. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was that's uh, cool. Wow, that was legendary. You can't you can't make that stuff up. Jeez. Um. Wow. Well, we might as well chat about St. Clair then. Are we kind of done with the Minnesota subject? There's so much we could talk about. That's oh, yeah. crazy. We could talk another time. Too. Gosh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um. So yeah, yeah, so Minnesota starts to fade. Um. The you know, uh, the catch rates are going down, so on and so forth. St. Clair, uh, casting is a thing now. Um, let, let's hear some more about that. What, how did you make that transition uh, well, and so on? When I first started coming to St. Clair, Minnesota was still pretty good up where we were. Um, yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it was kind of on the decline, but it was still easily uh, yeah. good Doable. water up there. It wasn't super tough. What had happened was in like 2000. Seven-ish, I went and fished Green Bay Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> were you trolling? What were you doing? Because I'd never seen that many boats in my life. Yeah. All trolling an area the size of a football field. Yep. <laughs> but there were whales there. Right. And because there were 719 boats there, there was fish being caught. Yep. Um, so I thought to myself, God, if they're in the mouth of this river here at Green Bay, there's got to be a mouth of the river up on St. Cliff. Sure, during that time, yeah. During that time frame, yep. yep. And so the next fall, me and my brother Tom came up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> let's go try it out. So we started, uh, started out. I literally I left the boat ramp. I see this big long uh, line of weeds. Yep. And I'm like, okay. This looks good. Looks <laughs> like there might be fish here. Yeah. And boom, there they were. Like Just flying off. There they were. What time of year was that? That was November. That was November. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, so the weeds are still good. Wow. And uh, yeah, the weeds are still up and high and clean and. Jeez. Um, you know, so it was cool uh, when I first started coming up here, and I, it was. The fish were so dumb, they had never seen a bait besides uh-huh. a pulling bait in their life. Gosh. Um, right. 
And so anything that was not a crankbait, they yeah. just couldn't handle it. It was, seemed good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was dead. So uh. we started fishing up here and, you know, so St. Clair, obviously you guys have been here, it's massive. And yeah. the rivers are massive. There's 49 Brazilian spots in both the St. Clair River and the Detroit River. Yep. There's spots out in the lake. Like, it took a long time to start dissecting it. And, you know, I decided to kind of set up my shop up here on the north end of the lake and yep. fish the rivers a lot. Uh, and I used to just, I used to make my living in that river, man. And uh, caught so many big ones in there. And I love it. Yeah. So. I kind of kept it quiet though, because it was so good mm-hmm. that I didn't want anybody to know. And so right. I would tell my customers, like, we're going on a trip. You're coming for like three days. Yep. I'll let you know where when it gets closer, but we're coming. Yep. And uh, you can't tell nobody. <laughs> and they would come here, and honest to God, I'm not lying. I swear on my mother's life, yep. I swear on her life that back in the day, we average probably eight a day. Jeez. <laughs> average. Yes. Wow. Average. Yeah, yeah. Was that all only fall fishing or? Yeah, I was only up here in the fall. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And we're probably average about eight a day. I mean, some days we'd get two, but there were a lot of days we'd get fifteen. Right. 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 So. Were yeah. the fish smaller at that time? What What do you think kind of caused that? What was just uh, dumb? I mean, we Probably just new. We were catching a lot of decent ones. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. It wasn't, I wouldn't say the size has really changed that much sure. since I started coming up here. Um, but it was it was cool, and my customers that were coming up here, like they were geeks, right? They had never seen anything like blue it. water, like they that. Were just leopards, catching blue water. Yeah, yep. And, and sure. they were just blown away. I was like, don't. Don't go back to your musky club. It's don't go say back crap. To your buddy. Like, yep. You've got to shut up. You've got to yep. shut up. Let's keep this well, as good as we can. Yeah. Come January, start doing sports shows. People come to my booth and be like, hey, hey. how do I get in on that secret trip? And I'd be like, <laughs> you're like a drug dealer. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know what you're talking hey. about. Like, yeah, I'm good friends with Joe. Joe, show me some pictures, man. That's funny. <laughs> how do I get in? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know? So I can only keep it. See, you can only keep a really good thing a secret for yeah, so long. Yeah, right. Say, I'm not saying I'm the first guy to ever cast on St. Clair. No, I'm not no. saying I'm the first one to ever figure it out. I was one of the first. Yeah. But I tried to keep it quiet. I didn't yep. want people to know. Right. Because everybody up here, the locals, were all trollers at the time. Right. So everybody imagine. had their boats out of the water when right. I was out there. That's wild. Some of the trollers that I that is see, wild. Yeah, some of the so trollers cool. that I would see, they were from Ohio, from Pennsylvania, from, they weren't even local. They yeah. were from other states. And they'd be like, Over, what the hell are you doing up here? I'd be like, trying like, uh, to figure his cast and bite out. And they'd be like, you get any of that? I'm I'd sturgeon like, fishing. I'd be like, no. No, I'm like, we had, we had a follow. Um, wow. no, but yeah, they're like, oh, you got a troll, man. you got a troll. These are guys from Pennsylvania. Guys yeah. from Ohio, guys from, yeah. And I'd be like, no, we didn't catch it. You know, we'd get like nine that day. Yeah, yeah. I would say zero. And uh, yeah, it was kind of cool. But but then once, you know, the word kind of started getting out, you can't yeah. keep everything quiet forever. Because again, I've got to make a living. Right, right. got to right. tell people. Uh, then boom, it exploded. And, you know. Yeah, uh, number one destination for musky fishing for probably the past five, five years. I mean, for people to come try it out. Yeah, yeah I mean. For me to stop being a gypsy and to buy a house up here and to, to guide here full time, have a couch. That says something. You know, that <laughs> yeah, really does. Right. That's something about the fishery, about the sustainability of the fishery, the future of the fishery. Yeah, it's sustainable. For me to, for me to put roots in a place and stay mm-hmm. stable, that's to me that's that's huge. So St. Clair is just an amazing body of water. I love it. Yeah, it sucks. Mother Nature can absolutely kick your ass times right. out here, but it's the, cool, it's the coolest body of water in the world. That's it. yeah, yep, yeah, no doubt. Ugliest, most boring. Right. So at times, yeah, when you're not when you're not seeing the fish, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Yeah, but it's cool, man. It's, but uh, man, there's nothing during those windows. It's just like, I mean, yeah. I I suggest anybody to go out and book one of these guides out there because. 
get with Mike. I mean, like, when those feeding frenzies oh. are happening, there's nothing like it in, in the musky world. I mean, it's insane. Anywhere. 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 Yeah. Like, gosh. Ugh. You know, there's days where I know personally, you know, over 225 fish caught a day. Yeah. Just people that I personally know. Sure. Yep. And it, it still happens. Like, it keeps happening. Like, it's just amazing. And, and it's Gosh. not, you know, and a lot of, you know, and those, a lot of those days, a lot of, there's a lot of small ones being caught. Yeah. But, Which you know, is cool. I'm the first guy to tell you, I love seeing a bunch of small ones in a lake that also has a bunch of big ones. Yeah. Because that means I'm going to have an amazing 15 years ahead of me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. everybody crazy. loves giants and giants and giants, but I love the fact that there's a pile of 35 hey. to 40 inches out here because that means in 10, 15 years, it's I going still... to be. I still got oh, business. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Unlike probably Minnesota where, yeah. How often did you catch one under 40 inches? It took me. I remember somebody asking this question. Yeah. It took me like three seasons, three summers in Minnesota to catch one under 40. That's true. Wow. Yeah. That's so a like my third season up there. My third summer, I yeah. got like a 38 and a half incher. And I'm like, like, what is this? <laughs> I, it was born yesterday. Like they yeah. come out of the womb at 37. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I never, I've never even seen a 37 right. inch before. Gosh, that's funny. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I appreciate stupid. the fact that there's a, a bunch of little yeah, ones in here. Because, no doubt. You know, but Lake St. Clair has been great for a long time. Just now, it got a bunch of notoriety yep. because of people like uh, myself or you guys, TV shows or media shows out yeah. here, other yep. guys doing shows and writing articles and yep. right. I mean, things are a lot easier to publicize now than they were 20 years ago. Oof. We have all sorts Incredible, of avenues yeah. to do so. Um, but you know, Lake St. Clair has been awesome for a long, long, long right. time. Right. right. A long time. Yeah. A natural fishery. And that's really the most unique part about it. It's truly the most unique uh, where it reproduces that many fish naturally is incredible. You know, well, if you look, I mean, you guys have been here, right? So if you look at the lake, I mean, 90% of it is spawning ground. That's the one thing that's different about Lake St. Clair fish with spawning versus like Minnesota fish or Wisconsin yeah. fish. Or... All of our fish don't go up into like one, two, three foot of water to spawn. They can A lot of our anywhere. fish will spawn in 10 foot of water because yeah. it's sand. It's got that char weed. It's got right. some yep. gravel. So they can spawn in two foot, 10 foot, 12 foot. The whole oh, lake anyway. is nothing but so spawning cool. ground. Yeah. So, like, it's, right, the bass fishing is amazing. The musky yeah. fishing, the perch fishing, the walleye fishing, the turkey Everything, right. It's literally a breeding ground of amazing. For, mm -hmm. It's the best multi-species lake in the Midwest yeah. by far. Yep, yep. It's no really doubt. kind of similar to Lake Okeechobee, you know, in the, in the south for bass. Because it's just everywhere is good habitat for them to, to live, to feed, spawn, everything. Yeah, and the fact That's that we have point. so much bait in our, you know, there's so much bait out here too that nothing's starving. Yeah. Even though we got 80 bazillion muskies in here, they're not fed. starving. We no. get some fat ones. I mean, we get oh, yeah. some big ones. So I know people complain about the, the how skinny they are, but gosh, some of those things are tanks, you know? <laughs> yeah, the that's, just, that's, that's life. That's yeah. how things are. Not every not every fifty three incher is going to be a forty pounder. Right. That's just yeah. life. Yep. Yep. I mean, those things. Gosh. I mean, they're built for speed. They're supposed to be built for speed. You know, that's what's cool right. about them. Yep. Oh, gosh. The the fish have definitely uh, gained weight uh, post VHS. I would say. However, would Absolutely. you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they've gotten heavier the last ten years than they have the yep. previous ten for sure. Yep. Yep. What's the uh, biggest fish out of St. Clair for you then in the boat? My biggest fish in the boat is a 56 and three quarters. Oh, I, you'll have to email me that picture because I love that photo. <laughs> that is, is an awesome photo of a giant. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> Want to say the story on that one? Still, it's kind of still old school out here. You know, like, yeah. They're, they're just staying here for the locals. If you didn't weigh it, don't say it. And yep. I don't run my fish into the weighmaster and get it weighed. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, no. you know, the fish that my customer caught was an absolute whale. It was 56 and three quarter by 26 and three quarter. Yep. You do the it math. It was a freak. 
it was a free. It 50 pounds. And yeah. the guy was caught it? on yeah. a figure eight. He didn't even see it. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How that's possible, I don't know, but it happens. He what? caught it. Oh, so my 57 and a quarter came that year on that bucktail. He was okay. throwing that same bucktail on St. Clair in October, October 1st. October. That was an October bucktail fish? Yeah, October bucktail fish. And he's bringing his bucktail in, and I see this thing that literally is disgusting coming in. And you know the blue waters of St. Clair. Like, you see them. Yeah. And I can tell, though, by his mannerisms and by by how he's doing it. He's not seeing it. Yeah. And he's bringing his bucktail in, and I go, Bob, whale, figure eight, figure eight. And he goes, oh, there's one down there? And he goes and makes the turn. And there it is. Woo! <laughs> Smokes it, head shake, head shake. I throw it in the net. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He's like, that is a freaking take. Like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, magic. Magic happened. Yeah. You know what? But to look back at it, because that guy, that was like his third musky ever that he yeah. caught. Yeah. Wow. If he would have saw it, he probably would have screwed up. He probably would have screwed it up. Yep. Because he would have yep. been like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that he didn't see it. Yep. And it just let it It out. all worked out. <laughs> but Jeez. I, I put it in the net and it was hooked. And I, it, I just grabbed the pliers. I shook the bucktail out of her mouth. And I instantly got on the phone. Yeah. So I see how long she is. I see how big around she is. Yeah, this and is I'm a already freak. calling my buddies going, Dude, biggest fish I've ever seen out here. And they're yeah. like, well, how big? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't even measured it yet. Like, I was right. so juiced. Yeah. And this like, oh, wow, must be a pretty big one, huh? I'm yeah. like, oh, Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty jacked right now. Yeah, free go. <laughs> yeah. It was cool, man. And, uh, you know, it's a, so proud of that fish because uh, it's so big. Um, to this day, is that still one of the biggest you've seen in the water, like follow-wise, or have you seen some bigger ones? I've seen I've seen fish of that caliber. Sure. Okay. Um, Hard to say. Probably yeah. not is that big and and fat though. Yeah. You know, yep, I've, sure. seen, I've seen some of that length. Um yep. but also with that girth, no. Yeah. Um, what a freak. But you know, what? I mean Jason uh, Quintano got the fifty seven and a right. quarter out here whatever it was three years ago. So you, you wonder know. if those are fish that stay in the lake their whole lives, or are they coming from elsewhere? You know, you you always wonder on that body of water. You know what I love? What I love is, you know, two of the some of the biggest fish ever caught on St. Clair. Yep. Were caught cast. Of right. All the bazillions of muskies out here. Oh, falling, yeah, yeah. Two of probably the top five muskies yep. ever caught out here. We're caught casting out of the millions of muskies caught out here. Yep, no doubt. That's it. it tells you something. It That's is pretty casting, awesome. Baby. <laughs> that is cool. Never really thought about that. That's that's <laughs> that's awesome. Well, here's what I think. Here's my theory on that. Yeah. Those big ones, they're dumb and lazy. Great. Right. They don't. Yeah. They're not going to follow a bait at five miles. They an don't want to go yeah. four and a half mile yeah. an hour chasing that bait that's that's darting and right. dodging. You know, these baits are slow, and they can just come up on them and just bam. Just bam. You know? yep. That's why Good I point. think a lot of the bigger ones are caught. And if you look over the last, you know, let's say seven, eight years of when the casting boom has really, really gotten big out here. Yeah. A lot of us casters all have a lot bigger fish than the trollers. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And that pisses them off. I can only imagine. Yeah, that's what I do. Well, great. Yeah. <laughs> interesting fun fact Very for those cool. of you that don't know. Uh, Mike does not troll at all. Period. No. Never. 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 Never have I ever. <laughs> never have I ever. That is trolling. That is. Uh, I mean, I have trolled. I've right, been in people's right. boats where I've trolled. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I sat there with like a case of beer and a, and a pizza right. and just like, go. All right. I won't even. I'm a scatterbrain. I'm not cleaning weeds. I'm not clearing rods. I'm just yep. here for entertainment. Yep. And extra rods. Right. right. But yeah, I don't troll. I assume at some point in my life I'm going to have to because my yeah. arm's going to fall off. Um, yep. But no, I'm a 100% caster. That's yep. just the only way to catch them, in my opinion. Um, nothing against trolling. It works. It's great. Yep. It's effective. Yep. Uh, I am I just a caster through and through. and that's Way more fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. 
Wow. Well, I mean, I think we're at our point. That was fun. <laughs> I don't know what else we could talk about. We we did. How, hit... how long are we into this, Robbie? Uh, we're at hour ten minutes. So, oh, wow. we're, we're okay. that's plenty. And uh, there's still more to talk about. Gosh, we'll have to do this again. It would be cool to do a you know a St. Clair edition, you know, talking tactics and whatnot. Um, yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. I'm sure people would love to hear some of us, uh, obviously some of what uh, has made you so successful out there. And obviously the, the casting thing uh, approach has been one of those things for yeah. sure. Super cool. Well, guys, if you uh, want to get on St. Clair and are looking for a guide, Halbert, you got some open days still? Yes, I do. As always, right you know, wonderful coronavirus has a lot yep. of open dates for a lot of us still. Yep. So, yep. yeah, you know, you can hit me up on Facebook, my website, which is just yep. my name, MikeHalbert.com. Call me, 419-553-6570. Uh, you know, love to get you on the boat. Love to put you on a, on a big one for sure. Yeah, yeah. he's no, no, uh, wow, I can't even think of that phrase. I ain't no, no joke. No joke. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, are you doing any uh, spring muskie? I guess we didn't even ask you. Are you doing anything this year, spring muskie fishing? So when my new boat comes in, it's going to kind of be uh, yeah. Mr. Dumb Dumb here. I'm going to do a little stuff in Indiana, go back there, catch some fish. I'm going to do a little walleye in smallmouth here. Just you got openings? Back and forth. Um, You're going to have openings then, this spring, though, to get out? Yeah, I'll be out somewhere this spring. Yep. Okay. Guiding? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, guys, go do that if you guys got the musky bug. Uh, Albert knows those waters too, so that, that that would be a fun thing to do as well. Um, but yeah, appreciate the time, Mike. That This was fun. Absolutely, man. I hope to do it again now. Yep. Guys, uh, please check out this uh, podcast on Spotify, Apple, Podbean. Um, hit the subscribe button. Any other words, Lee? Did we forget anything? Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, if you're watching this on YouTube format, you know, make sure to go below and uh, ask some more stuff you'd like to people you'd like us to talk to, uh, subject matter, what have you, uh, questions. If you have any questions for Mike, I'm sure you can feel free to go down in the comments below. And uh, I'm sure we can find a way to get Mike to go on there and answer some questions for you. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Hey, thank you guys for watching. We'll see you on the next one.